Okay, there's a few of you excited. The rest of you, just keep wearing that old jacket you're wearing then. Amen. Okay. Well, go with me to the book of John 14. Now, I get excited about the Word of God just any time, but I'm really, really, really excited about tonight. John chapter 14. And you know, many times we hear the Word, we hear the Word, we hear the Word, but we don't see the results that the Word of God has. And, and I have to ask myself this question. Do I see the Word? Yeah. Do I know the Word? Maybe so. But the key is not do I see it, not do I know it, but do I believe it? Do I act on it? And that's big. And this is where we're going to learn some things tonight that we're going to teach you a kingdom principle. And so we begin to understand how faith operates. And you know the scriptures say without faith it's impossible to please Him. So we got to get this down on the inside of us. Now here I'm going to start and put a little truth into John 14. Verse number 12. Did you guys get those handouts I had? All right. I'm just kidding. I'm being ugly. <laughs> this is your handout. Take good notes. Okay. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me. Now I highlight the word believes. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Now once again, notice here, this is red letter words. This is what Jesus is saying. Now, when Jesus said this, do you think he was just throwing that out there? you think he was just pulling our legs? you think he was just putting some words in the Bible to fill up some space? I don't believe so. I believe when Jesus said this right here, the works that I do, you will do also. But he takes it a step farther. He says, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And so this was Jesus' heart for me and you. And in Jesus' own life, he demonstrated to us how the kingdom of God works. He showed us what we need to do to implement. What do I need to do? I need to mimic Jesus. The very things that he did, the very works that he did, he said, you're going to do them, but you're also going to do greater than these. And so he wants to teach us not only how they work, but he wants to teach us how to use them. And so for the next few weeks, guys, we're going to learn how to be spiritual scientists. What's a spiritual scientist? Well, a scientist, the big question is, how do you know? How do you know? And I, I found in my life, any time I can answer a question, then I can duplicate it. And so the Word of God, I believe, is going to answer some questions. And when I begin to see what the Word of God says, you know what? I can have that duplicated in my life. I can act on that. Every one of us in this room. Now go with me to the book of Luke. We're going to look at several scriptures tonight to lay a good foundation for us here. The book of Luke, chapter 6. I remember this story, real, or this event in my life. I was five years old, and I, I lived in Weatherford, Oklahoma. And I remember one night that, that I had a pair of tweezers. And for a five-year-old to have tweezers, that's not real good. And so I remember being, and I can still see this to this day, I remember being on this counter, and the, the counter was a green olive color. And for some reason, I took those tweezers and decided to be a scientist, and I started working on an electrical outlet. I remember everything just went black, and I rolled around and screamed. And, ah! it wasn't, I'm telling you, it was that big of an effect on my life. Now, what I'm getting to this is this. I cannot understand how electricity worked. I didn't have a clue how it worked. But you know what I did understand? I did understand fully the effect of it. 
Now the thing with the Word of God is Jesus wants us not only to understand how it works, but He wants us to understand the effect of it, okay? Luke 16, verse number 20. Then Jesus lifted up His eyes toward His disciples and He said, Blessed are you poor. Now He wasn't commending poverty here, guys, but He he was telling here the word poor denotes Someone that's in a poor state, that they're humbling themselves to trust God and saying, He's the one. He's the one. Man, i got to look to Him. i got to look to Him. So he goes on to say, For yours is the kingdom of God. For yours is the kingdom of God. Now the message says this for that verse. It says, God's kingdom is there for the finding. God's kingdom is there for the finding. In other words, the kingdom of God may not just jump out on you. That there's times that this Bible to me is called hidden treasure. And with hidden treasure, sometimes you've got to dig for it. So he's telling me there that, that the kingdom of God is there for the finding. Now, where's the kingdom of God at? Well, turn over to Luke chapter 17. And this will begin to answer some questions for each one of us. Luke 17, verse 20. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, an outward show, or even a calendar. Nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. So when I get born again, guys, Jesus comes on the inside and everything within that kingdom comes on the inside of me. Now to begin to understand kingdoms, every kingdom on this earth everywhere, guys, is dictated by laws. Every kingdom operates by a law. This place called the earth, this world, operates by a law called gravity. Now I can take this Kleenex box, and I can drop it, and you know what's going to happen? The law of gravity is going to take place. And I pick it up, and I drop it ten times. You know how many times it's going to drop? Ten times. It's just going to keep on happening because it's a law. Now, the law of gravity works in any arena. I can drop that Kleenex box, and it's going to hit. I can jump off this, and you know what? I'm going to hit. We can go up on the roof after the service, and, and we can get Ken to be up on the roof, and Ken's going to jump, and I'm going to show you. It's going to work. So the arena of the law of gravity, it works no matter where it's at, okay? For each one of us. So this is what we've got to understand, that there's certain kingdom laws that happen every single time. And it's kind of like the law of electricity. Now, I trust in those laws. Now, when I came in here tonight, the law of electricity was working, and so... When I flipped on these light switch, you know what happened? The law of electricity. When I flipped on the switch to these ceiling fans, the law of electricity. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that all afternoon and day, I came in here and prayed and fasted and said, Oh, Lord, I pray when I hit that switch, the lights are going to come on. You know what? I didn't even think about it. You know why? Because I'm very confident in the law of electricity that it's going to do that. Just as I'm very confident in the law of gravity, it's going to do that. So my point in telling us this is each one of us, we've got to get where we trust in the laws of the kingdom of God. Where my trust in God's word is more in me 
That kingdom's in me. Then my trust is for gravity. You know what? We could probably all stand here to, and say tonight, I really, to be honest with you, I probably trust more in the law of gravity than I do the kingdom of God. Now that's a shame when we get that way. And so this is the point that we're going to begin to get over here. We're going to see the promises in the kingdom of God and begin to say, okay, this is law right here. This is what happens in the kingdom of God. Now go with me to 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1, way back there in the back. Now, in turning there, I want you to think about this. Remember what Jesus said there in John 14, 12. The things that I do, you're going to do also and greater. Now, that's when I begin to get a hold of the kingdom of God. When I begin to believe, okay, Jesus said the things he did, I'm going to do greater. One of the things that I can take you to is in Mark 16. He said, we're to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick. And what happens? They recover. In my name, you'll cast out devils. Now, we can read that, and in principle, and being spiritual, we can talk about doing that. We can go through the motions. Actually, I can even do that after the service. But do I believe that that law of the kingdom that Jesus told us to do, do I trust that as much as I trust the law of gravity? So that's the point here. Now, here we go. 2 Peter 1. Begin with me in verse number 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained or received like precious faith with us. So we said those who have received like precious faith or faith of the same value with us. Now I want you to understand this. How did that take place? By the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. So the, the source of all our faith in any arena is Jesus. Is Jesus. In other words, Jesus is the power plant. He supplies the juice to anything that I need. Now notice in there, it said, buy, 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 buy. This is a kingdom law, guys. i got to understand, it's by the Lord Jesus. Now keep reading. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. And I don't know about you, but I like that thought. Grace and peace be multiplied to me. How? In the knowledge of our God and of Jesus our Lord. And so how does grace and peace happen to us? It happens when we begin to get knowledge of our Lord Jesus, what He's done. And so how's knowledge come? By hearing the Word of God. By hearing the Word of God, by hearing the Word, and hanging out with that power source. Now, the more I hang out with Jesus, guys, and I get knowledge of Jesus, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be peace, there's going to be grace that's going to be multiplied to me. But i got to start understanding the laws of the kingdom. How does that happen? The B-I-B-L-E. i got to get in the Word, guys. The only way I'm going to get knowledge from this book is to get into it. So he tells us here, the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now, Verse 3. Woo, this is good here. As His divine power, remember, He's the power source, has given to us all things. How many things? All. All. Now, last time I looked in the Webster's Dictionary, all means all. It still means A-L-L. All, 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 all. All things that what? That pertain to life 
and godliness. I want you to understand this, guys. When he said this here, that he's given us all things that pertain to life, that's where we're at right now, and godliness, all the things of the Spirit that we need. And so I've got to get over here and understand, he's done this. He's provided this. So when I got a need in my life, do I go, do I look to the one who said, I've already blessed you with all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, how do I begin to understand the laws, the things that happen with the life and the godliness? Well, look what happens here in verse 3. That pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. So once again, i got to get into the Word of God. And when I start getting the Word of God, I start seeing the knowledge in Him, the things He's provided. I can tell you a lot of things He's provided. Just through the scriptures, he's provided health, he's provided peace, he's provided provision, he's provided deliverance, he's provided forgiveness. And so one of the best things I can do is I can get this knowledge in me. And I begin to let the knowledge of the word of God set in me. And you know what starts happening? I start understanding the laws of the kingdom. It's just like many of you, before you go and get your driver's license, you know what you do? You study the laws. Why? So you don't flunk. Well, that's what we got to do with the kingdom of God. i got to get the knowledge of the word of God in me. Now, what happens to us a lot of times, guys, when things significant happens in our lives, you know what we say? That was a miracle. That was a miracle. That was so supernatural. But the more that I look at this stuff, he's already promised us, All things that pertain to life and godliness. So it's really not a miracle. It's really not a miracle. You know why? Because the things that God does, they're not supernatural to Him. They're just natural to Him. And you know what I'm saying here? This is what happens in the kingdom of God. It's not a miracle. And so look at it this way. When I throw that that Kleenex box up in the air and it hits the ground, I don't look at Ken and say, Dear me, that was a miracle. That's so super. Matt, when we turned on the lights tonight, that was so supernatural. Now, if I did that, you know what we'd say? He smoked too much dope again. He's messed up again. He's gone off his right. Why am I saying that? But see, this is how we've treated the kingdom of God. When God right here has what? In his law, his word, he's already promised all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, I'm not saying I shouldn't be thankful. I'm not saying I shouldn't be excited about it. But the things that happen with the kingdom of God, they're natural to him. God doesn't freak out and say, Jesus, it was a miracle. I mean, we're talking about the guy who told the sun when to come out, to rise and say, he's the one who told the stars when to set. He's told the moon when to smile. He told the rivers which way to run to. This is just natural for him. And so what are we getting to here? Man, when I begin to allow the kingdom of God to get on the inside of me, my confidence in what he's done for me is greater than the law of gravity. That I've got to begin to get a hold of this and I've got to begin to see. And so he goes on to say here that it pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So one of the things you begin to see right here in 2 Peter is I've got to get knowledge. I gotta get knowledge. Romans 12, 2 says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. 
What's got to start happening for me to live in the kingdom of God like Jesus desires is I got to get my mind renewed to the Word of God. What does that mean? That I think in line with the Word of God. I don't think in line with the, the Spirit of God. I mean, the, the, the things of the world. I think in line with what the Bible says. And if I really believe the Bible, I mean, any time in my life when there's issues, what do I run to? What do I reach for first? Now, go with me to the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Woo, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, we're going somewhere, Okay? It's going to take us a few weeks. You know what? We may be on this for months. I'm telling you guys, when I started studying this thing, started going off on me because I realized at times in my life, I can say the things of God, but do I believe them? Do I believe them? Do I believe them? Now, here's a scripture that I'm, you're going to hear me in the next few weeks talk about. Matthew, or Mark eleven twenty three says, And whosoever will say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast to the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says, but believes those things he says, he will have whatever he says. Now, this is huge for me and you, that I begin to get in my heart the things I say, I begin to believe it. I begin to believe it. I begin to believe it. Now, you know what? In principle, every one of us in this room have probably thought we've been there before. But when I begin to listen to the things out of my mouth at times, I think, no wonder why things, the kingdom not erupting in me. I mean, at times I may say things, but do I really believe those things? Do I get in there? Now, my point in saying that, if you were here in the last few weeks and I begin to talk about the, the family, the true story of the, the massive family, they were having the birthday party, and I'm going to tell it again. And remember, they opened the presents, and after it was over, the lady said, listen, I want all you, all my relatives, I want you to go out to the backyard and go swimming with us. They go out to the back door, and they look. The bottom of the pool is the little four-year-old son. He's down there, and he's not down there looking for quarters on the bottom. He's sunk. It's not good. Mama sees it, and I mean, you can imagine my four-year-old, my four-year-old, she starts in a panic. Call 911, call 911. And remember... There was a 13-year-old niece that was on the diving board. And she looked down there and said, No, Andy, no, no. You don't need to call the ambulance. She said, The authority in the name of Jesus. And she began to speak in the name of Jesus. You'll live, you'll live, you'll live. And they got him out and they put him up there and, and, and they put him on the bank and there's no life in him. And the 13-year-old, 13 years old, she continues to look. And you know what it was? The kingdom of God within her. She understood the laws of the kingdom when Jesus said, when Jesus raised the dead. Would you See, so many times we're like, well, Jesus did it. You know what? He doesn't do those things anymore. Then why did he tell us the things that I did? You'll do also. And she started speaking life back into him. And all of a sudden, he begins to vomit and life comes back into him. Now, this is what I'm talking about. Evidently, this little girl understood the things I say when I believe them, they're going to happen. And she began to speak. I'm telling you guys, stuff like that stirred me up. Stirred me up. Romans 8, verse 2. Romans 8, verse 2. For the law. Now, I want you to highlight that. For the law, for the law, the law, the law. And remember, we've talked about already tonight, there's laws of every kingdom. Every kingdom. Now, what we've got to understand about the law, it doesn't change. Law does not change, okay? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. 
Now, if you'll notice here, there's two laws that are uh, mentioned in this verse right here. There's two systems of operation. There's the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and there's the law of sin and death. Now, you know what I found out? As a human being on this earth, I'm going to live underneath one of those laws. I'm either going to live under the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, or I'm going to live by the dictates of my flesh which come down to the law of sin and death. Now, here's what we must understand tonight about this law. The law of the Spirit in life in Christ Jesus, it supersedes the law of sin and death. It overrides the law of sin and death. How do you know that? We'll read the verse again here. Verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Now when Jesus said it has made me free, you know what that tells me? It superseded the law of sin and death. What Jesus, yeah, we ought to be excited about that. Now what it comes down to is I begin to understand Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. And if Jesus has, then I am. And if I am, then I am. Now here's what i got to understand. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it's at work whether you believe it or not. Just like that little girl, I thought she tapped into the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And so it's the same with me and you. I can tap into this. See, here, and give me, let me give you an illustration on that. The, the law of gravity is at work. But when you get in an airplane, the law of, of thrust and lift will supersede the law of gravity. How do you know that? Well, everyone of us has been on an airplane. Now, when I get on an airplane, you know what I do? I pray for traveling mercies on the airplane. I say, thank you, Father God, the angels are encamped about me. No evil will befall me. But you know what I don't do? I don't get on my knees in the middle of the aisle of the airplane and say, oh, Lord, I pray the law of love, the law of thrust and lift works today. When I get on that airplane and I pray to the Lord protect me, I button that seatbelt and you know what? I, the law of, of lift and thrust is going to happen today. You know why? Because it's a law. Now, you know what I've done on airplanes before? When I got around people and they get real nervous, ones that get real nervous and I've had them say, oh, dear God, I hope we don't crash out over the ocean today. I'll get real bold with them and say, it ain't happening today. I'm going to tell you that. And you know why? Because I'm on the plane. Now, I don't mean that ugly. I'm no better than her. But you know what I do understand? The law of the life in Christ Jesus has set me free. I'm not going to let fear dominate me. You know what? Jesus has set me free from this. So here we go. When I begin to look at all this, I got to say, okay, okay, this is a law. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free. What's he set us free? Well, what's your issue today? What's your issue today? Now, if I really believe the Word of God, then I'm going to allow that to start getting on the inside of me. Now, let me give you a couple laws. Now, these will help you. Hebrews 13, 8. This is a law. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do I really believe that? Well, here's my thought on it. As relevant as Jesus was yesterday, He's that relevant today. And as relevant as He is today, He's going to be that relevant tomorrow. So i got to understand, that's a law. Oh, Jesus. He doesn't change. He's the same. That's a law that gets on the inside of me. Where I look at that. So you know what that does? That takes the ifs and the buts and the candy and nuts right out of the equation. Jesus is he's the same every day. Titus 1-2 says, Father God cannot lie. Cannot, he cannot lie. It is beyond what he can do. 
And you know what? A lot of times when we hear that, our little pea brain minds, because we're such good liars, we think, there's no way he could do that. That's a law. He can't lie. Psalm 119.89 says that his word is forever settled in heaven. Now this is where i got to get to, where I get this on the inside of me, and I begin to understand it. I want to give you one last scripture tonight we're going to go to. Look at Luke chapter 8. And this is a spiritual scientist right here. We're going to see this in action here. Luke chapter number 8. You know, in, in this natural, in Luke 8, in this natural round, I mean, if you drive to Amarillo on I-27, there's going to be a, a speed limit sign. It's going to say 75 mile an hour. You know what that is? That's a law. That's a law. And you know what? Every one of us will believe it. We may try it a little bit, but we believe it. And you know what? There's a police officer who will make sure you understand that. But just as that 75 mile per hour is a law, so is the law that he's given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. Just as real as that speed limit sign is, it's as real as the law here of the things that God's given me. Now, there's this passage here is again in Mark chapter 5. I'm only going to read it in Luke tonight. Next week we're going to go to Mark 5 because it's two different authors here. This is an awesome passage. Begin with me in verse 43. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all at her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. Now you know what's happened here, guys? She's exhausted all her resources. So you know what's happened to her? She has fallen under the law of of sin and death. In other words, her only hope was in the things of this earth. She's exhausted every resource in this earth. Her money and even the physicians. Now, in the book of Mark, it says specifically that when she heard about Jesus, When she heard about Jesus. Now I want to highlight there. Because when we start hearing about Jesus, remember, that's how the knowledge begins to come. When we hear about Jesus, you know what? Faith begins to rise in us. And so she began to hear about Jesus. I keep looking. Verse 44. And she came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And you know what she tapped into? She tapped into the kingdom. She tapped into the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, guys. That she began to understand once again who was the source. Jesus. Jesus was the source. And you know what she did? When you look at Mark 5, she said out of her mouth, if I may but touch the hem of her garment. So she began to believe those things she said. And not only did she believe, her faith jumped in action. And she started moving toward him. Keep reading, verse 45. And Jesus said, who touched me when all denied it? And oh Peter, oh big mouth Peter again. And he said, and those with him said, Master, the multitude's strong impression. You say, who touched me? Now, I believe Peter then said, Jesus, you're crazy. Look at all the people that are touching you. And you say, who touched you? 
What was up with that? Well, I want you to note here what Jesus says in verse 46. 46. But Jesus said, somebody. Somebody. I, oh man, I'm telling you guys, in my Bible, I've got somebody marked. I've got somebody circled. You know why? I'm a somebody. It didn't say just because you've got a, a badge on you, because you got all these brownie points. But no. He said, and somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. For I perceive power or anointing going out from among me. Now, I want you to note something here. Jesus didn't go into that city specifically looking for this woman. He didn't go in there and say, listen, boys, there's a woman who's had an issue of blood for 12 years. I know she's here today. He's strolling through the city. What's my point in saying that to us? Well, many times we have this mentality. If Jesus will just show up in my life, everything will be okay. If Jesus will just come home with me, and we have this one big group hug, everything will be okay. But Jesus here, guys, He wasn't ministering directly to her. You know what I begin to see? This woman understood the things of the kingdom. She understood the healer. And she began to say, that's it right here. That's it right here. Now, keep looking here with me. Verse 47. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, and she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Now, when I begin to look at this, and I saw what happened with this woman, this is the thought that came up to me. Gravity only works when you use it. If I never throw that up, it never comes down. Electricity only works when I use it. Even though gravity is always available to me. Even though the law of electricity, it's available to me. But see, that's the thing with the kingdom of God too. It only happens when I use it. And the only way I use it is when I begin to understand it. And I begin to get knowledge on it. And when I begin to get knowledge on it, you know what begins to happen? It begins to get in my heart. And when things begin to get in my heart, just like this woman, you know what happens when it gets in your heart? You start acting. You start acting. And so look at verse 48. This is what we'll end with. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Why did she receive and no one else received? Was she the only one there that day that had a need? No. I guarantee if we went around this room tonight, every one of us in this room would have some type of need. Every one of us. And so right here, what was the difference? Well, I believe she became a spiritual scientist. She understood how the kingdom worked. And not only did she understand how the kingdom worked, she flipped the switch. She understood. And Jesus himself, if you'll note there, he said, Daughter, your good looks have caused you to heal me. He didn't say that. He didn't say, because you're so, because you got a PhD. No. He said, daughter, because your faith, because your faith. Now, 
I want you to listen to this when I say this here. And I want you to listen through here with me. Why did he say this? I believe she tapped into herself. What do you mean she tapped into herself? Remember what we said earlier in Luke, Luke 17? The kingdom of God is within you. And so when she received Jesus as Lord and Savior, everything that he died for came on the inside of her. And she began to get knowledge and understand, he paid this price for me. He did this for me. He's already done it. And so everything that pertains to life and God is here. That's why I can say the kingdom's within me. It's right here on the inside. Jesus has done everything that he's going to do for us. And so the stirring up is this. Do I switch on the the switch of faith? Do I begin to believe the scriptures? Do I begin? And I'm going to tell you guys, for about three weeks now, there's been things in my life, little, 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 little bitty areas that I've been switching on the faith. And I get so tickled right now because I see what God's doing. I see what He's doing and I see what He's doing. Let me give you an illustration. This is how we end. Last week, I, I was not sick. I don't know what happened to me. But I began to run a fever on Thursday. I mean, and I did a funeral and it was hot. Golly, it was hot. And I, I told Shelly several times, man, I'm burning up. I'm running a fever. And I still didn't know what. And so I, I did the wedding rehearsal on Friday. I'm still hot. I'm hot. I'm, I mean, burning up. I do the wedding on, on Saturday. And if, if I may have been snapping any of you, I apologize. Man, I'm telling you, I was burning up. I was like, oh my gosh. I get up Sunday morning. And you know what I realized? He's the healer. Why have I put up with this? Why have I gone around for three days and moaning and groaning and saying, you know, many times we say we believe in Jesus when in reality we believe in Anison. We believe, I believe in buffering, you know. And I'm not saying anything against that. But if I really believe the scriptures, then you know what, I'm going to apply it. So you know what, I got up early, early Sunday morning. I'm still hotter than a firecracker. I, don't, I feel okay outwardly. I felt okay so much I ran a couple days. You're talking about sweat, oh my gosh. Had the leave me alone cologne on. It was so bad. I began to pray and lay hands on myself. And I said right there in that shower. Woo, I believe those things. I said, I thank you today that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I release everything within me that you died for right now. And I said, now listen, body, you're going to line up. In the name of Jesus, I'm not going to church today hot. I'm not preaching hot. My body's normal. It's right. And man, I'm driving down the road, you know, it's dark out. Man, I'm speaking the word over me. And when I really get to speaking, guys, man, I spit and I just, man, And I got in here early that morning. And you know what? Before long, I realized that fever's broke. That fever's broke. Now, you know what? That power was available to me all the time. But so many times, you know, we're more addicted to the things of the world. And I looked, and here when I'm speaking on this, I think, man, Lord, I'm so sorry. I begin to repent. I'm sorry. I trust in gravity more than I do you. I trust in the... Man, you're talking about an eye-opener. You're talking about an eye-opener. Stand up for the nursery workers. Give me an eye-opener. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now... Ooh, don't miss these next few weeks. We're going to keep going a little farther each week. 
we're going, when, when you get, your, get, get in a predicament in life, like the little 13-year-old, now if you were on that diving board that day, what would you have done? Call the cops! Call the ambulance! Ah! Pulling your head screaming. See, I want to get to place in my life when stuff happens, you know what jumps out of me? The Word of God. The name of Jesus where I look and say, huh? Bow your head. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done for us.